What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with Matthew Bronner. He reached out as a podcast listener and really just wanted to see if we can help him break through. I mean, that's why uh, people come on here is for us to give them a different perspective to uh, help them, you know, get a little spark in their game. And that's what we were hoping to do with Matthew. I brought on uh, one of my very best friends and uh, business uh, colleague, Alex Corral. He is a heavy hitter in the cabinet, uh, refinishing business with uh, over 1.5 million in sales alone. He's the only salesperson in his company per year and uh, well over 455 star reviews. And he's only been in business for a little over two years. So got Alex to come in, give his perspective and take uh, on Matthew's situation. So a little diversity today in the business breakthrough. As always, you guys rock. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to serve you. So I hope you enjoy the business breakthrough. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm here with Matthew Brauner of Twisted Branch Remodeling. Probably one of the coolest names I've heard. Um, and I'm here with Alex Corral. Uh, he is my very good friend, owner of Cabinet Coding Kings and uh, Sales Extraordinaire. And it's actually funny. Uh, Matthew was just telling me, uh, Alex, a little bit about um, an area that he's really wanting to focus on, which is sales, I assume. That's a, that's an area. But Matt, we were just briefly talking, man, before we we kicked this off about uh, about your business. And I know you're working alone right now, you said? Yes, sir. And then in terms of working alone, how long has it been like that? Have you ever worked with anyone or, or is what's been the issue? Why, why are you at this point working alone? Um, I have had um, probably nine employees. They were really? 1099 subcontractors paying them cash. Okay. Um, just trying to get it all figured out and a lot of them didn't quite work out. They're more showing up 20 hours a week, um, stealing from customers, uh, coming to work intoxicated. And I just can't have those kind of people in sure. other people's houses. Sure. And when I, when I hear that, one of my, one of my biggest questions is, is what was the process that you put in place to filter out people? If any, and if there's not, it's okay. That's why we're why you're here, so we can figure out a system that's going to help you get a better result, right? Right. Um, what was that process? How did you find those people, or how did they <laughs> find you? Did they knock on your door one day and say, "Hey, can I work for you?" What was what did that look like? Um, one guy came, like sought my company out, and okay. actually came to my house and asked if I was hiring. Um, I asked him a couple of questions. He seemed like he knew what he was doing. I gave him a chance. Um, the other ones were friends of friends and, uh, those didn't work out either. Um, I've tried, you know, indeed, but 
don't have a lot of capital to spend on a whole lot of, um, I guess it's advertising with Indeed. Let me ask you this. There's a question I always like to ask. Would you work for you at this stage? At this stage, probably not. Why not? Because um, I'm working by myself and nobody wants to work by themselves. No, and in other words, would you work for you in terms of somebody coming aboard? Is is what you offer attractive in terms of an opportunity um, to work for Twisted Branch Remodeling? Is there is is your is your business a better opportunity than where somebody who is an A plus applicant a better opportunity enough for them to want to leave where they're at to come work for you? Is there something that you offer that's better than what they are having? Is it your leadership? Is there uh, more money on the table? Is there better clients than they might be working for currently? What, what, are those, what are those North Stars that you have created in your business that would be attractive to somebody? Um, I, I would be, for an A-plus player, I'd be willing to pay you know, good money for them. Um, right now, I don't have a lot of benefits because it's just me, so I don't need um, to be attractive. So, you know, the thing is, is you're right. It's like, no one's holding you to the fire to put things right. in place. Right. Right. You know, no one's saying, Hey, Matthew, make sure you get that payroll company up this week because somebody's counting on you to do that. Right. Right. One right, of the right. biggest problems that I see is that people wait for the perfect time to start, to start digging their well. Right. Like to, if you were thirsty, you know, you would, you would obviously be digging your well, but it would be, you should have dug it before you were thirsty because right. if you're thirsty and digging a well, you're exhausted and your well probably isn't even going to be that good. Right? right. You skip steps at that point. You pay people 1099. You don't really care about the foundation of the business. You don't really have marketing in place to have the confidence to make sure you get 40 hours a week for your, for your team members. So we're, what I'm saying is is step one, man, like business fundamental, like let's go through this real quick. Do you have general liability insurance? Uh, no. Okay. Do you have workers comp insurance? No. Do you have a payroll service helping you even distribute the 1099 checks? Uh, no, I'm, uh, in the process of signing up with gusto right now. My man, there you go. Did you hear that <laughs> on my podcast? Yes. Cool. All right. So those are the big three right now. You can't do another job, brother, without getting general liability insurance. That is from my own personal experience. Call after you get off the phone. It's 80 bucks a month, 80 okay. bucks a month, bro. Seriously. And nationwide is who I use. Give them a call. 80 okay. bucks. Okay. That's just fundamental, fundamental one-on-one like peace of mind money. There's this thing called peace of mind money that goes out to protect you in the event of something catastrophic that's out of your control or somebody just wanting to sue you because they see an opportunity to do so. There are people like that out there. Uh, I'm a victim of it. So I'm telling you from experience, please make sure after this call, you get general liability insurance. Okay. okay. Do you understand what workers comp is, what it does, why you need it? Uh, it's to protect someone if they get hurt on the job. It's protect you if somebody gets hurt on the job, not someone. Okay. Right. If, here's what happens. If somebody gets hurt on the job, they're going to go to a lawyer because they can't afford the medical bills. Okay. Lawyer is going to say, okay, well, let's go after their uh, workers' comp policy. If there's nothing to go after, then they go after your personal assets. Okay. Right. That can't be good. So you want to make sure you have that in place. Now, the reason I'm saying that is as the business owner, you should have what's called an exemption. Right. So everyone, and I don't, what state are you in? Cause it could matter. Texas, Texas, 
I think Texas and Florida are similar. I think you need it. Do you know if you need workers comp there? Um, if I have W-2 employees, I have to have workman's comp. Good. Okay. But you still have to have either workman's comp as yourself or an exemption, which exempts you from the liability, which means you're pretty much telling the workers comp, I don't care if I get hurt. I'm responsible for my own bills. Okay. That's right. what you need. To, so you can file an exemption. Those are two action steps, fundamental business action steps that need to be taken today. Look up Texas workers comp exemption on Google, fill out the form. It's 50 bucks. Look up general liability insurance, painting company, you probably find a hundred different places that'll give it to you. You probably find a, a better rate than what I'm telling you. Okay. Let's get those out of the way because why? What we're doing is we're nesting, right? You ever hear the word nesting? Yeah. Like when, when, a, when, a, when a, in the capacity of like a woman having a baby and getting, the, getting everything ready. Right. We got to nest our business, man, to get the good people in. You know, you can't expect, like, imagine if I were your applicant and I say, hey, man, like, how does the workers comp policy work? And you would tell me, oh, well, we don't have one. That's kind of scary to me, you know, because right. if I get hurt, then, you know, you know I got to go through hoops and ladders to, and we're, we're in a physical job, right? right? So, okay, how's the payroll service work? And then you might go, oh, well, it's not set up yet. Okay, well, you know, we want to get all these things in line, right? Because we can talk sales, we could talk marketing, but those are worthless without solid production. Would you agree? Right, right. Okay. So we talked a little about administration. I want to get into sales. And this is where I want to bring kind of uh, your, your sales process to life here. And I want you to walk me through what your sales process looks like from the initial phone call. So let's say right now you got a phone call from somebody wanting an estimate. How does that work? How did, what happens from that point forward? What is your greeting like? What does all that look like? Um. If they call me, I, I answer the phone and say, thanks for calling Twisted Branch Remodeling. This is Matt. Um, what can I help you with? Okay. And they'll proceed to tell you, hey, you know, I'm looking for an interior painting estimate, you know, and then from there, uh, what type of information are you grabbing from them? Um, getting their um, address and um, trying to set up a time to go out and look okay. at it. So you got that time. Great. All that's good. You go to the house. What are you bringing with you? Um, my tape measure and, okay. uh, either my iPad or a notepad. Cool. So you got an iPad, notepad. When you knock on the door, what's the first thing you do? Introduce myself and, um, try and figure out why they're wanting the project done. Cool. Did you get that from my podcast? Yes. All right. Cause that was, you know, that was coming. I was going to ask why. Oh, okay. when, when you hear why, okay. Um, what are some common reasons that you've been hearing why people want to get the, their house painted or whatever the project is that you're doing? Um, I do kitchen and bath remodels. So um, usually it's not functioning the way they want it to. It's outdated. Um, stuff doesn't work. They show you a picture, right? On Pinterest. Right, right. That's usually how it goes. Okay. Out of that. Okay. So, so tell me what, you, tell me how you elaborate on that. Cause this is really important. How I elaborate on. Just the emotions that they're sharing with you in that time period of like, Hey, this is the vision that I have. What are you, how are you responding to that? Are you, I'll let you try to be. Me um empathetic with them and um 
tell them that, uh, you know, that's a great idea or um, that may not work in your house or, okay. um, but we can do something similar. Okay. Um, trying to encourage, yeah. you know, what they're showing me and what their vision okay. is. Okay. Are you offering suggestions? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. So um, in terms of that, so let's say you gather all that information, you've built some rapport. Um, what does that situation look like? How, how are they receiving the pricing? Um, typically, uh, they receive it by email. Okay. Can I ask you why you don't try to sell it in person? Um, I, I used to sell it in person and my conversion rate was a lot better. Okay. Um, but with me be having to be on the jobs hundred percent of the time, it's with you having to be on the jobs hundred percent of the time, that means your time is even more valuable. Right. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Alex, right. what's up, man? I'm going to bring you in. Um, Alex does kitchen cabinet and kitchen remodeling. So pretty synonymous just, and sometimes bathroom remodeling too. Alex, when you hear this sales process, man, what are, what are some of your initial thoughts of uh, areas of improvement, man? Yeah, the, well, the main one, the main one I would say is you got to attempt to close. Um, like you, you definitely, you need to have the proposal ready when you go there, you're fresh, they're excited. Um, they're with you. You got them on a high spirit. So it's a time when you're there to definitely get the job. Uh, when you leave, the excitement goes down. Someone else might come in. I always tell uh, any salesman that I ever trained, I go, if you don't go for the close and I work for another company and I come in after you, I'm taking your sale. <laughs> All right, so you wanna get that sale when you're there. And you don't wanna be abrasive. You know, if they're like, hey, I got a couple more people. Yeah, there's a couple lines you could use, but um, you definitely want to try when you're there. You, you, like you said, your conversion rate went down. That's definitely expected. Um, and just to go back to the beginning, one thing I do that's, uh, you know, I feel is very courteous and gets people uh, to, you know, notice you is I shake their hand. And the first thing I ask them if they would like me to take my shoes off. No one really asks people that. That's just something that's courteous from you know, yourself. And that, that, I think that really helps getting the ball rolling in the beginning. And then a couple other things uh, I would say is I look for things as I go into the home, um, you know, that I can familiarize myself and them with and really start a conversation right away. Like when I get in a house, we're best friends right away. There's some people who are a little awkward, but you know, I work with them a little bit, but my intention right. when I get in that house is to be like, I'm super calm, super confident. You know, I'm your friend. I'm here to make sure you get the best product, the best fit, like every experience, anything. And then, uh, you know, if you look into my company, you could, you, you see my results from the way I operate the sales process. And then I do that in every aspect of the business in terms of excitement and, you know, high standards. Uh, we have about 300 five-star reviews. So, we, um, you know, I really emphasize the excitement and really, you know, connecting with the person. There's a problem here, Matthew. And the problem is, 
is that it's hard for you to be excited because you're exhausted. You're, <laughs> is that true? That's an understatement. Understatement. You're freaking beat. And all you're seeing Ooh. every time you come across a job is, whoo, all right, hopefully I get a good weekend rest after this job that I'm on. And, and, and then I got to hit this one. It's hard to be excited, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to convey that enthusiasm, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and anybody, you're... anybody would feel that way, right? The thing about it is, is that you almost got to trick yourself because the situation is this. Let me ask you a question. How many jobs do you have in your pipeline right now? Um, the one I'm on. Okay. So if you had 10 jobs in your pipeline, how much more motivated would you be to find help? Uh, extremely. Extremely. So you've got to literally psych yourself out of that exhaustion because the only way to get there is to bullnose through it during this grunt time that you're in. Do you understand that concept? Like yeah. you almost got to put on an alter ego and say, right. when I step into this house, I'm the best salesman for this, this project, because that is the only way to get over the hill. And the hill is more jobs means confidence in hiring, which means systems in place, which means then you'll get into a position where hopefully you are maybe working part-time in production and then scheduling estimates on days where you're only doing estimates. Right? right. And I think it would be wise for you to start doing that now. I don't think it's wise for you to be doing estimates after work. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Not wise. You're exhausted. You are not in the customers in peak energy, right? You're probably, right. you're probably like blown away by their energy when they are showing you pictures and they're, they're like, oh, well, we want this. And you're just like, I don't know, you know, and it's not your fault to be that way. Cause again, I know you're exhausted and I've been there. So I can tell you this with confidence is that you got to create a little bit of hedge for the exhaustion, which is, I think number one, picking one day out of the week or two days out of the week where you do the estimates and they need to be done in the morning. Right. Can you make that happen? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because your energy is as high as it's going to be in the morning. Right. Right. That's, that's what you need. And you got to realize that you're doing this because you know yourself well enough to know that doing an estimate at five and six o'clock is actually going to hurt your closing rate anyway. Like right. you're literally wasting your time, you know? So, so another thing that Alex, he mentioned to me earlier before you got on the call was that you said that you weren't a salesperson, brother, you are a business owner. Okay. <laughs> that means that you are by default, a marketer. You are by default a salesperson. You are by default a general manager. You are by default an HR department. You are by default every single role that requires that is required in a business, whether you like it or not. You're a salesperson. Right. By you started your own freaking business, bro. Did you come up with that logo? Uh, I had that logo design. You had it design. It was your, but you put your taste to it, right? Right, right. You're a marketer. I mean, plain and simple. In terms of sales, did you, did you create your product? Yes, exactly. You're a salesperson. So the mentality that you're not a salesperson needs to go. You are a salesperson, whether you're polished like Alex is, the guy's got a ton of experience. You know, that doesn't matter. It's, it's where we were talking about earlier about your ability to connect with the customer. That's going to make the difference. Alex is just a great relationship builder. And he comes with a certain level of energy enthusiasm that transitions, that transfers trust. Okay. 
That's what you're missing. That enthusiasm is, is what's going to, is what's going to get people to pay. You and I both know, Matthew, people will pay way more than the competition in your space more than anything. If they feel that they can trust you. Right. Oh, absolutely. Why? Because there's more horror stories and remodeling than any other trade. Right. I think there's a viral video around right now with some guy slanging a a sledgehammer in a, in a bathroom over and his work wasn't even that good, you know? So it's not like, you know, did you see that video? You know what I'm talking about? It went viral. I don't know if you've seen it. So, so really what it comes down to is you and I both know that anyone that wants their bathrooms remodeled are in a heightened level of excitement. This is a vanity project, which means they care so much more about what it looks like than how it functions, which means 90% of that sales interaction needs to be you giving your ideas, creating, creating the vision, showing them examples of things that you've done and, 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 and giving them the experience that they deserve. Okay. With that said, you can charge almost whatever you want. Okay. Now here's another situation that you might run into. Maybe that's not your style. Maybe you are not quite that type of person and that's okay. Guess what? You have an, you have an option. Here's the thing. This is what you do in order to sell the job. You offer an allowance. Have you heard that in your, in your, uh, trade? Uh, no. Okay. I come to your house and I am doing a bathroom remodel job. You're showing me pictures. I'm showing you pictures, but I say, listen, so here's how this works with our company. You know, I don't want you to have to make any decisions right now on the upgrades and the vanity style and the granite type. I'm going to leave that up to our local decorator. We usually send her over, uh, you know, to come over and help you pick those uh, those styles. And what we do is we assign an allowance of how much you can spend. Okay. And essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to quote you for the allowance that we determine is, is, is good. And if you go above that allowance, you simply just pay whatever the difference is. And I'm going to assign you a labor, uh, cost to this job. So this way you can still sell the job in person without knowing the costs of what the upgrades are. So if they get a $5,000 vanity, you're not on the hook for that. Essentially, that's outside of your allowance. And then they would be responsible to pay for that difference. Okay. And that removes you from sitting there doing that decorative consultation that they're desiring everyone wants. And you right. find a local decorator to go do that for you, pay the local decorator 250 bucks to sit with them and figure it all out to get you pricing for all those things to get you where you need to buy them from done deal. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that sounds amazing. Amazing. Right. So you need to find some local decorators, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's a bunch out there. I, you know, just look up local decorator and that they love making side money and that turns into more money for them because they build a relationship you see, right. and that takes you off the hook and it allows you to price in person. Alex, what do you think about that plan? No, I think it's very important. Um, I, I run across a lot of appointments where uh, they don't know exactly what they want. Uh, Cause we do, we don't do full kitchen remodels, but we do custom work. So what I do is I'll price out what I know. And I'm like, Hey, for these things, this is what it's going to cost. And then like for whatever uh, my carpenter's going to do, I, I let them know. I'm like, hey, I'll get that estimate from him. And then we'll put that in the books later on. Uh, but I still close the deal with what I know, you know, I'm pricing. So it's very important to be able to do have the allowance or do a, have a system like Tanner was talking about, because you definitely want to be able to close the job and then having a designer go there oh man that will just put 
you on top of the list and you will be able to charge more because for my company, I would say um, I'm at that top of the price point in Orlando, uh, but I offer a lot also. I, I give a lot of instruction. I let them know what's best. And I'm very confident in what I have to say. But the first thing I always tell them is, let me hear your vision and I'll let you know if I'm on board with that or I'll give you some ideas of how we can improve that. So you, you want them to have their opinion. And at the same time, you need to have confidence in your ability to uh, give them direction because they like that. They, you're there because they don't know. Right. Okay. You, they don't okay. know what you're what they want. So you got to go there and be like, look, this is what you should do. And it's up to you if you want to do this, but we can do all these other things too. So I have a bunch of questions I ask to make sure I give them the, you know, I'm responsible to give them the right information. Right. right. So if they want to get a new kitchen and they're selling in two years, I'm like, why would you do that? You know, we can do this option over here where you're spending way less. You can still enjoy the kitchen and still make just as much money selling the house. You know, so there's just information I've gotten um, where I help people make the proper decisions. Um, and then at the end of the day, I go, look, you could, this is just my information, my knowledge, and you could take it or, you know, we can do whatever you want. It's, no. you know, but I feel I have the right to give them, you know, as much wisdom, you know, as possible. Matthew, we threw a lot at you, man. I mean, are we, are we helping? I mean, is this information what you needed? Yeah, it's, it's definitely helpful. I do. I try to try to educate my customers as well on, you know, a direction that they should go or the idea that they have may or may not work in their house, but this idea looks similar or will function a little better in your house than the picture you found on Pinterest. Right. Right. So, well, so, so again, but you, you, you can walk away from this conversation with all this sales information and then be right back and feel right back where you were because you're kind of stuck right now. Right. Right. I mean, are you burnt out? <laughs> I just worked the last three months, uh, seven days a week, 16 hour days. Oh, that's, that's rough, man. And, <laughs> and do you even, do you even feel like you're making good money or do you feel like you're making a wage? Um, I feel like I'm losing money at this point. Okay. So a couple of things that you need to understand is that you didn't, you're not, you're not a fit. You're not failing like that. Like this is business and you're learning. I mean, this is like, right. you know, you're still like a startup, man. I mean, you know, you're going to get your feet under you. You've made the mistakes already, which is good. You already went through a bunch of people and you, you and I would both agree at this point then that your business is 100% dependent on the quality of the individuals that you bring into the organization. Would you agree with that? Right. Absolutely. So wouldn't you agree that based off of that fact, it's important for you to actually create a great environment, nesting, right? Create a great environment, the things that I'm mentioning to you. So when those quality individuals are looking for a job, it's actually an upgrade to them to work for you rather than a downgrade or just a, a neutral move, which doesn't really encourage motivation, inspiration, those things. You follow me? Yes, sir. I hit you with some action steps, bro. General liability insurance, number one. Okay. Workers comp exemption, number two. Finish gusto. You need to be paying yourself out of your own business. Have you, are you LLC or are you, have you gotten that squared away yet? 
Uh, sole proprietor right now. Okay, sole proprietor. What I want you to do, I know. Look, I know these things are tedious, and it's like, ah, uh, but you gotta do them. I know it's tedious. It's one of those things you gotta narrow down, sit down with the blinders on, and get them done. You need to be an LLC. One oh, way to good. one way to fix this: go find an accountant, and they'll do it for you in exchange for your business. Okay, you need an accountant. Now you might be thinking, man, like this is gonna cost a lot. Good. It's going to put pressure on you. It's going to right. put that pressure on you that you need. Okay. So you get your accountant, you get your general liability, you get your workers comp exemption. Okay. You get gusto set up. Now you're ready. Now you're ready. But in the meantime, you should definitely be taking applications. Now you said, well, I don't have the capital to, to find applicants. Well, first thing you need is, is, is guidance. So of course I can't help it, but not give you my hiring course. I'm going to have to give you that, man. And one thing that I'm going to say is that I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to look and see if you actually finish the course. Cause I can see that stuff. So good. So I need someone to be accountable. I'm dead serious. I'm going to look, man. And, and I'm dead serious too. And I, you know, you know, my coaching's free and I will help guide you. And Alex has given up his time today to help you. This is one, one of our passions um, is just advancing, you know, the trade. We know what it's like to be stuck and you know, it's fun for us and um, it's rewarding. So I want to give you that hiring course, but uh, one thing that I will say is after you take that hiring course, put out the ad that you learned how to put out in the hiring course, put it out and see what happens. I will. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, um, you know, any other questions before we uh, depart today? Did, uh, you know, was this, was this a value to you? I, I think it was extremely helpful. Um, you guys gave me some direction and a lot of things to think about, and I'm definitely going to call and get the, general liability okay. and the workman's comp exemption. Yeah. Yeah. Get the gusto squared away, you know, get, yeah. you know, get those things done. Alex, Alex, any final, uh, any final thoughts? Yeah. Just uh, in terms of hiring, I have about 12 guys. We're all very uh, tight knit. You know, I, I pride myself and them on evolving mentally. So it's not, I don't, you know, go in there and say, get the jobs done. You know, we all work together. Yeah, they, they have a task to do, but it's more uh, family and, you know, let, and growth. So I would say when you hire someone next, the next person really try to, uh, you know, obviously don't form too tight of a bond, but let them know you care about them. Um, and also what I do is I give them what I tell them off the bat, it's a three month probation period. I go, I need to see how you are in three months, you know, cause anyone can put on an act for a month. Absolutely. For, for three months, you know, that that's going to be tough unless they're a big time actor, then they should be in Hollywood, you know? Right. So, right. Um, you're going to know if they want to actually be there or if they're there, they're just there to get out of a dilemma. Right. Okay. And then you got to make quick decisions. If their talk isn't like their actions, you got to let them go quick. That's what I've gotten really good at. Even though they do the work and make you money, if they if it's not mixing, they're gonna hurt you in the long run. Uh, so those are the things I would look out for in terms of uh, employee, and you know, really see, really want them to care. Um, that's that's the, the main things you want to get someone that cares. But the only way they're gonna care if you care about them. Right. So that's that's your that's your job. You know, really ask them how they're doing, elevate their mind. You know, if they're really good, 
you got you got to have all those other things Tanner was talking about, or you know they're gonna go find somewhere else, you know, right. or start their own thing. Yeah, there's a lot of movement that needs to occur in the beginning, Matt. Man, it's like there's all these things need to come in place, and, and it's it's all like a balancing act at the beginning, getting the sales, getting the administration right, hiring. But you've got to recognize right now, bro, what you're doing is not working, and there has to be a dramatic change, like oh, or or else or mm -hmm. else you risk losing your business and, and you might not lose your business in the, in the, in the sense of like not being able to operate it anymore, but you're just essentially working a job. And I, at this level, you don't deserve to be, man. There's special people in the world that start a business and you deserve to be in a position where you're creating opportunities. You're, you are that enthusiastic. You want to be that enthusiastic person that people are talking about. Oh, you got to get with twisted branch. You know, they did a great job you know, and, uh, oh, Matthew, and then you could be a part of the community and, you know, you could do all these things that come with running a freaking banging business, but it will require this hustle mode in, in the next 30 days, you know, and what I'd love to do is schedule another uh, time with you in 30 days from now, uh, you know, that would allow us to see how far you've grown, man, give you some accountability. What do you think about that? I think that sounds great. All right, cool, man. So I hope to uh, chat with you. I just sent you the link to the hiring course. Um, okay. so, you know, take that. And, uh, if you ever have any questions, man, you know how to reach, reach me. Um, and of course, uh, I'm sure Alex will be there for you as well. Drip jobs. CRM is finally here. That's right. So drip jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process, this software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you, you're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you wanna see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's gonna save you time, it's gonna make you money, and you're gonna love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you wanna check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.